What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Elite Cast. I'm Parker Rogers, and of course, I'm always joined with Bob Brussels. And guys, <laughs> we are joined again today by Evan Harrington, office offensive assistant uh, for the Dallas Cowboys and uh, the founder and creator of Europe's Elite. Uh, today, we're just going to be talking football. Uh, we've been talking a lot pre-podcast just about football, so we're just going to kind of continue the conversation on here. Uh, last, we were talking. We we're talking about uh, Darius Geis, a former running back for uh, the Washington Commanders. Um, Matt, you were saying. Yeah, well, he was a, insane in the LSU, and uh, I predicted he would be bad Leonard Fournette. But he came out of the draft because he was so, so good. And uh, I think it was knee injuries. I can't remember which one, but I think it was, it was ACL and, uh, injuries that kind of set him out of, the, um, out of that, like, top five running back picture. But, yeah, I thought he was going to be insane. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, the best players that you would have uh, been around, Evan, during your time in Washington. And now with Dallas, obviously, with Zeke, you've got – People like uh, Tyron Smith, you got Dak Prescott, and then you over there you had Adrian Peterson. Uh, well, who do you reckon are like the best the best players you've ever had the opportunity to be around? Um, that's a that that, that is a question. Um, honestly, I always tell everybody this: that the best player I ever seen play live was AJ Green. We played the University of Georgia, and when he came back off of suspension. And the things he was doing was just absolutely insane. Um, we had two cornerbacks on our team at the University of Colorado who got drafted. One went first round. That was Jimmy Smith. Uh, the other one was uh, Jaleel Brown. And Jaleel was guarding him at first. And A.J. Brown was going off. A.J. Green was going off. And then uh, Jimmy got to go against him. It was insane. Um, played against RG3 that year as well. <laughs> uh, was that his Heisman year? Played against. Yeah, I think so. I think it was his Heisman year. Played against Luck that year as well. Um, Nate Soder was my left tackle. David Bottiari was my right tackle. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, played against Anthony Thomas that year as well. Um, my junior year, that was my junior year, uh, played against uh, mm. Prince of Mukamura, back uh, for dra drafted first round by the Giants that year. Um, in junior college, Jason Pierre-Paul, that was my roommate at College of the Canyons. Very, very phenomenal, phenomenal player. Um, of course, um, when I get to, when I got to Washington, uh, Adrian Peterson, without a doubt, he's the GOAT, the GOAT and the human being. Um, ever want to see uh, one thing I, I truly admire about uh, AP is uh, <laughs> he comes off the field and he'll get in your face and be like, hey, hey, coach, you know, how was that? And granted, you know, I'm, I'm the new coach and he walks to me and he's asking a question and, you know, I, I had an answer for him. If I didn't have an answer for him, he probably would never <laughs> speak to me again. And one thing I, I, I'll say to you guys is, you know, the, the great players, uh, they'll always want to be coached, man. So you you better have a freaking answer because now uh, players are going to want to know the why. Coaches are going to are want to know the why, you know. So make sure you have a why. And you're you're detailing your work. Um, Vernon Davis was there as well. Uh, Alex Smith, phenomenal, phenomenal player. Uh, yeah, man, I, I I've been lucky to to be around some. Some really good played against Bruce Irvin in junior college as well. Uh, he was playing safety at that time. He's at Mount Sac. <laughs> That's how athletic 
that guy was. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, yeah it, it was pretty It was pretty amazing. Um, when I played up in Canada, played with Sean Lemon. It's one of my best friends. He's probably, I think he's like number three in sacks in total for CFL. Um, really, really good player. He actually had the opportunity to play uh, with the Steelers and with the 49ers. Um, yeah. Uh, coming out of high school, Joe Hayden. Oh. He played played against Navarro in high school, like Phil Taylor. I'm not sure if you guys know who Phil Taylor was. He went first round. He was like the biggest human being I've ever seen in my life in high school and was that size. Like it, it was pretty impressive. Um, yeah, those are some of the, the, <laughs> the best opportunity to see play. But hands down, A.J. Green was just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. So that's crazy for, for me, obviously, because I've, I've grown up in, in the U.K. my whole life. I've only I've recently like started getting into football probably about 2015, 2016. So like hearing these names are like it's crazy. Like to have you like oh yeah now nah, I've just played with like played with this dude and you know I came against uh, AJ Green and I'm like I used to watch these guys on TV like every week and uh it, yeah that's that's wild for me to hear uh, personally because obviously that's like it feels and I'm sure a lot of people will be able to to relate when you live in the UK or Europe. America feels like such a long distance away. And like mm -hmm. the, the players seem like they're not even real people, which I think a lot of people forget that these are just normal people that uh, are like you and me. But uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. But um, yeah, they feel so far away. And I think that having you and then the link between me, you, and so I'm like two connections away from AJ Green. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that to... Uh, to um to people they're like oh who do you know I'm like well, my friend my friend is AJ Green my friends in the Cowboys <laughs> no AJ Green and just mm. played against the best so. <laughs> but like I was saying to uh to you and Caleb at some point I was like we have the two uh main dudes in the Europe City I both made it to the NFL and now we got other people like me and Parker trying to uh replicate the same re same response and uh yeah how do you reckon um just kind of coaching in your like obviously uh parker's like 19 i'm 22 how do you reckon the like generation of young coaches is coming up into, into america and europe how do you reckon that's gonna like push the game forward i, I think it, it all starts with just networking networking and then just perfecting your craft and trying to be the best at what you do um, like I, I explained to you guys uh, before when we uh, weren't recording, man, I, I took jobs where I wasn't making any money, uh, took a chance and, and took unpaid leave off to go be in the States and, and live on campus uh, in Kansas, went from Switzerland to Kansas. Uh, my wife had never lived in the States prior to that. I mean, I mean, she did, but, you know, with a family, it's kind of kind of different, you know, and <laughs> You gotta you gotta bet on yourself and, and take chances. And I, I've I've taken chances. I I've taken jobs where I took a pay cut because I thought it was a better situation to propel me into another situation. And I think you just gotta trust God and, and trust in your path, man. And have a circle of guys who can lean on you. Been plenty of times where I second guessed myself, uh, but I leaned on my circle. Uh, Caleb being one of those guys. Uh, my my parents, my wife. Uh, uh, my closest friends who've kind of encouraged me and there are going to be times where you have self-doubt. There are going to be times where it is scary. Uh, and if your dreams don't scare you, you're not dreaming big enough, man. Like 
real talk. If, if it don't scare you, if you don't have any nervousness about it, man, he, it's, it's not big enough. I mean, it, everybody's confident, but shoot, there's some things where you, you got to, you know, say, okay, man, I've got to really focus. Let, let me get some advice on how to attack this task. And that's not just with football, that's with anything in life. You know, when I became a father, made sure I reached out to people uh, who had kids, my friends who had kids, my father, and say, hey, man, you know, what, what should I do in this situation and things like that? Same things goes for when you have or have hard math tests, you're going through school, you're going to go to the smartest guy in your group who you know is going to be an engineer or you know he's going to be a banker and you say hey man how i get this that problem done you know what i mean so it's, it's the same thing in football perfecting your craft and then finding others who are doing the same thing that you want to do but at a higher level um the beautiful thing about now and you guys generation there's so many avenues for you guys to get connected with people um covid was horrible uh but the best thing about covid is you had these these clinics that are online, Zoom, uh, GroupMe, whatever it is, I forget the other one, what it's called, but you know, where you can reach out and, and you're a phone call away from, from talking to someone else, you know, who's at a higher level. So network, you tell off. Um, of course, everyone's not gonna be able to reach back out to you, but if you're doing some good stuff, man, and you're putting yourself out there, like this podcast, for example, you guys are doing an awesome job in this podcast and it's only a matter of time before someone says, hey, I, I like what they're doing. Like, let, let's dig deeper into it. But if you stay committed and you watch and you you revisit and you see how did I do that, how can I improve on that? Um, I think there's something great you can do. Just like we were talking earlier and Matt, you taking notes. You're like, man, I'm, I'm trying to learn. I do the same thing when I'm interviewing somebody or I'm interviewing with somebody, man, I'm, I'm taking notes. When I'm interviewing with somebody else, I'm, I'm taking notes. When I'm on a Zoom, I'm, I'm taking notes all the time, just trying to learn and pick somebody's brain. Um, so, yeah. For sure, it's levels as well, isn't it? It's like, I think surrounding yourself with a good circle. Uh, so for me, my girlfriend's been a huge uh, leveler for me. And uh, I was saying about, oh man, I'm not sure, like, you know, I want to coach in Europe and, and I'm not sure if I'm going to get to that development. You know, like self-doubt that we all go through. And um, she's like three years ago in like COVID, you were, you were like an assistant, not even a positional coach, just like a person <laughs> coaching. And uh, then you went to positional coach and then you had an all-star in that one. And now UE, I'm now at UE, which I'm lucky uh, enough to be scouting and doing defensive work for UE, who are the national champions of the UK. And uh, and now I get to learn under Dan, who's who's an excellent head coach. And it's just about kind of leveling up and then stabilizing yourself and then jumping to that next level and then stabilizing and then carrying on, like kind of developing, picking up... Um, on advice and who you can, because we talked in the, in the last episode about all these influential coaches that you've had in your playing and coaching career. And you rattled off like 20 odd names of people who you've learned from. And I think that's super important and definitely something that I'm going to take with me of just get people that you can learn from, learn everything you can from them and have like a good circle of people that you can learn from. Like, uh, like Parker, you've interviewed like David Ajabo and, uh, you know, you're still obviously young in your Europe's elite career, same as me. And you've been interviewing like NFL athletes and, and that. So like, it's definitely been uh, like a really good experience working with Europe's elite. And it's given me a lot of opportunities. Like I, I'd, I'd left the UK before, but never like, I don't know, I went, to, I went to Copenhagen. I coached receivers in Copenhagen with Caleb and then I, I covered uh, the Euros. And I've had like a lot of opportunities to do that in Europe. And uh, yeah, it's just been a very, I'm very grateful for the opportunity.
Yeah, it's like it's like I said, you gotta take that leap of faith. Um, and if, if your dreams don't scare you, like I think that's a great quote. If your dreams don't scare you, you're not dreaming hard enough, you're not dreaming big enough. Uh, I think that's something that a lot of young athletes need to hear. You know, dream big, take that leap of faith. Um, like that, and it's only gonna work to benefit you. Like if you're if you're one of the guys, it's like, man, I I don't know. Do I stay here in Europe? Do I go over to America to America to play high school to to develop myself? Not go over. Uh, to America to, to, to play high school. I had a, a, a teammate uh, this past season. He, I know he was kind of going back and forth a little bit and you know, trying to figure out what to do last summer. Um, I, I remember this very clearly. It was the day that I was moving back to America from the Czech Republic. He announced like, Hey, I've, I've just decided that I'm going to go to North Carolina for the year. And I'm going to, I'm going to play football. And, you know, he went over, he shoot. I tracked his progress like weekly. Um, I think he like as far as like physical like physically like just in the eight months that he was there got tons stronger um athletically you go over there and you're, you're playing high school football you're around other really high level athletes high level coaches and it always helps to have another set of eyes another set of um you know like another set of coaches to help develop your skill take that leap of faith and go over there um you know, it's only going to benefit you. It's only going to help you. It's only going to further develop you and push you into the spotlight, push you into that place that you're wanting to get to. Um, I know, I know like with me, like Europe's elite, I was like, Caleb messaged me when I announced my commitment to, to my college. And then after that, I was like sitting there and I was like, I, I see a, a couple of things that, you know, that, that, that could be useful. I took that leap of faith. I messaged Caleb and here I am uh, about a year and a half later. So always take that leap of faith. Yeah. Like my, my my initial joining of UFC, I did it on a bus on the way back from Birmingham. I was uh I was in Birmingham, I was coming back and I was like, I'm over there, I was like, what do I want to do? I was like, I was 18 and I had just finished my spell with GB under 19. And I was like, I don't really know what to do, like career-wise. And then UFC posted like a, a writer's wanted. And then I was I messaged, I, was like, oh, I can write, you know, I've got history in, in, in that kind of stuff. So I, I messaged Caleb, he was like, Oh, I put two articles together. And uh, we'll see if see if you like him. I wrote him on Otis Newbury and Alex Greenhow. Uh, three years, four years later, here we are. <laughs> so it's definitely a big thing. And with the leap of faith as well, you said about that one. Like I, I went to, to Pride in Bristol and we had people from like Holland, Belgium, uh, Switzerland come to the UK, which is obviously a huge, huge difference. And then go from the States and I like Gyro, uh, West Virginia, uh, Eric also went to West Virginia. Giles from Holland came over to play safety linebacker at uh, West Virginia. He's he's got huge. You said about like the the difference in weight training. He looks like an NFL athlete. He's massive. We had like uh, Eric Stuttgart, who came from Sweden, came to Bristol, then moved on to West Virginia also. Yeah, man. I, I think uh, uh, another thing is you know love what you do. I mean, uh, a lot of things will catch your eyes, but few things will catch your heart chase those things to catch your heart. Um, when I was in Switzerland, I, I don't think a lot of people know this, but I was working for FIFA in the daytime. And then at night, I would go coach football for winter for the Winter Tour Warriors. I, I, I don't like using the word hate, but I hated my job at FIFA. Uh, I got, had good money, but I did not like my job. And that's when I made the decision, hey, you know what, I'm going to take the leap of faith and try to do the coaching thing uh, overseas. And, and that's when I took the job at Independence, making nothing and took leave off of my job in, in Switzerland. And uh, it kind of made it made it work. Um, 
And I, I encourage everything, everybody to, you know, go for your goal. But I think uh, sometimes we, we think it's supposed to happen instantly. Uh, it just doesn't happen like that. You know, uh, it's, it's a journey and you got to enjoy your journey. Um, you only got one life to live. And, and one thing Doug Williams told me, <laughs> uh, he told me, you know, you only got one life to live, but if you live it right, you only need one, you know? So, uh, you know, all you young guys who don't know who Doug Williams is, make sure you look that up. Uh, but you know, that's, that's one thing that I, I've always thought to myself, if, if I, if I live my life right, I only need one. If I do what I love, I only need one. If I chase the things that that's on my heart, I really only need one life, you know, so. Full of quotes, man. Full of so many quotes. <laughs> that's like the fifth one. I'm like, yeah, I like that one. Might take that. And then you say another quote and I'm like, yeah, I like that one a little, I like that one too. I also use that one. And then two minutes later, another one. I'm like, oh yeah. I like that they're, one as well. <laughs> they're all recycling stolen. So <laughs> you do the same. There's <laughs> a coach's mentality. You've always got to have at least five or six quotes just to have on the uh, on on cue. Yeah, that, that actually like makes me makes me want to ask, what's the best, uh, Evan? What's the like from a? You've been around the block just a little bit. What's the best quote that you've heard from like whether it's be like a high level coach or a high level athlete, somebody like well known, well respected? Like, what's the best quote that that you have like from one of those guys? Uh, my my favorite one is "Find a way to finish," and that's from uh, Eric Bieniemy. He always would tell us, "Find a way to finish and drag your tail across the finish line." Find a way. If you got to walk, crawl, if your brother's got to drag you, we're going to drag you across the finish line with us, but we're going to find mm. a way to finish. What about yours, Parker? What's your favorite one that you've heard from a coach? Uh, dominate or be dominated. That's mm. very simple, very plain. My, it was my, I was in seventh grade. It's my first time playing football. Um, I was very small. And I was playing defensive line and my, my, uh, I wasn't starting or anything. This was like in, in summer camp and my, my defensive coach comes up to me and he's like, look, I, I know you're scared. I know you're, you're new to football, but it comes down to, to one very simple thing, dominate or be dominated. You got, you got the person in front of you, dominate him, or you're going to be the one on the ground. And I've took that very, very far. Um, <laughs> obviously I'm not playing defense anymore. I play offense. That's my biggest motivate. That's my biggest motivation right there as an offensive lineman. Dominate or be dominated. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let a, a defensive lineman come in and tackle my quarterback, tackle my running backs. I'm gonna dominate the person in front of me. Put him on the ground. Make him look silly. That's probably. That's probably the best one. One of the best ones that I've heard just right off the top of my head. Uh, what about you, Matt? I got. I got three decent ones. So I got um one, which is imagine imagine a rival coach describes you as like average build. <laughs> that's like you know I mean that's a new fear uh, and then it's like I think someone I think it was Eddie Odomade corner uh, Bristol playing in Sweden for a bit said um, do you really want to be on someone else's highlight reel <laughs> and I was like no I really don't want to be on someone else's highlight reel <laughs> that's that's a motivator and then wow. um, probably the, the best one was uh, Ben Herod at Pride I believe it was his granddad uh, had like we're all, we're all got we're all we've got, we're all we need on like his uh, plane when he was in like fighting the, one of the wars. And uh, when we played against France, we had like, it was a big thing. I was about 16, 17. I wasn't the best player, so I just rode the bench. But then also I rode the bench behind some good talent <laughs> like Jairo, Eddie, uh, Alex, all people. Alex went to Florida. Eddie's played pro, just got MVP in Birmingham on scholarship. And then uh, some other 
couple of other decent players. And uh, we're doing like the thing. We're all we got, we're all we need was a big uh, part of that success. We beat France for that first time in France using a fake punt <laughs> at the end of the game to get the first down on fourth and secure the win. So uh, I think they've got that on the back of their jerseys now too at Pride. That's uh, all we've got on the back of the collar. So yeah, all you need is a good like catchphrase now that will inspire 50 men <laughs> to run through walls. Yeah. It is nothing like those, those pregame speeches get you going. You see, the American pregame speeches are different too. <laughs> in the locker like, room, uh, in the tunnel, about to run yeah. out. And you, know, you, get, you get that one guy on your team, you know, everybody's huddled around him, you get that speech going, you feel like you're about to run through a brick wall, and you do go <laughs> and you run through you run through the other team. Best was, feeling ever. It was it was uh, Jasper, linebacker in Las Sierras, and now in uh, LA. And uh, he was Dutch linebacker. And he used to just scream, everyone's got to be Lamborghinis and Ferraris out there. Everyone's got to be Lamborghinis and Ferraris. Go fast, go hard. And it was just like, even, even for me, who's not like a particular hype person, I can mm. feel that one. I can feel that one. Just him screaming his energy. I think every team needs that like energetic uh, energetic player to just rise the team up into, into competition ready. Even though like halftime's here down, we've had, I've obviously had games where we've been down. And you really see like, the difference in the players that want it and the players that don't want it. And that those half-time half -time speeches, the people who are leading those are the ones that you want on your team. Not a true, a truer word has not been said. <laughs> Just one more quote I'll echo. Um, it's not from a coach. It's not from a player. It's from a movie. Um, it's from, I don't even know, because I've never even seen the movie. It's from one of the Rocky movies. I've never seen any of them. But Oh, no. <laughs> you guys are young I've seen the Rocky films I'm not that young <laughs> I haven't seen any of them but in one of the movies because this is like the most inspirational motivational quote that I've ever heard and I've carried it with me I heard it in a, like a football hype video I was watching before a football game in like 8th grade Rocky goes he goes it ain't about how hard you hit it's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward how much you can take and keep moving forward because that's how winning is done that is the quote that has stuck with me throughout time so now that you got that quote, you got to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, how have you not seen Rocky, man? That's like... got to watch the movie. Then again, I haven't seen Friday Night Lights. Some people get on me for that. But, you know, <laughs> well, we've all missed out on uh, different things. <laughs> Very true. Very true. It was a good conversation, guys. I really enjoyed it. Uh, we're running out of time here. Just checking the timer. Um, but, yeah, any parting words? Don't be described as average build. <laughs> Don't build somebody's you, highlight you, tape. That'll make you stay in the gym a little bit longer. <laughs> hey, it, it's not about how you start. It's all about how you finish. Okay. That's what I'm as with. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Evan, thanks again for being on, on another episode of Elite Cast. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and to everybody watching or listening, you know, keep going, keep grinding, take that leap of faith and uh, finish strong. Uh, so, yeah, so that's it for today, guys. And this is uh, Matt and Parker signing off. Hello.